It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I think I don't I don't do drip or money or fashion. I do arts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 659 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, February the 11th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. we got tons of stuff for you. If you like a team that plays sports, there is a very good chance we have a Locked On show covering that team every single day. Very bite-sized, 22 to 30 minutes or even less if you're a baseball fan, which you can get that content into you quick and part of your daily routine. So make sure you're checking out the shows. If you want to support a show, please subscribe to it, rate it, and review it wherever you get your podcasts, and that's very much appreciated. All right. Apologies again for the wonky iPad microphone audio as we are recording from the Canadian Tire Suite after the Toronto Raptors beat the brakes off of the Minnesota Timberwolves with D'Angelo Russell making his debut 137-126. 137-126. Joining me to talk about the game, Katie Heidel. Katie, what's up? Where's the mic? It's like it's in this general vicinity. Okay. I think there's like a various <laughs> mics along the side of this thing. So, All right. Yeah. Here I am <laughs> uh, in the Canadian Tire Lounge. Is it a lounge? Mm, it smells no, like hot dogs It does smell right like now. hot dogs. And they've got their Valentine's decor up and it looks great. That's nice, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice touch. I um, forget Valentine's <laughs> Day is coming up. It is. Yeah. So, uh... Kind of a not so much fun game to start, and then like an incredibly fun mm-hmm. game by the end of it. Yeah, this was a super stop and start game. Yes, I mean the game didn't end till like ten ten. Yeah, it which was is a late crazy. One. There were many fouls, uh, and then a long time to come back in mm-hmm. when like they they called a foul or yeah. it was going to be a jump ball. Like you heard, I only knew because you were hearing the full length of songs mm-hmm. when you normally just hear. Yeah, you're getting to like the spoken word verses of certain songs. Yeah. And and yeah, there was like a weird (laughs) thing where there was like a trail of blood on the floor or something. Oh, yeah, I did see that. From like an unidentified source. Somebody's body. Yeah. Face or other part. No one knows. Yeah. It might have been Rondé. Rondé got hit in the face today. Yeah. But he did so doing a noble thing. Yeah. As the starting (laughs) center for your Toronto Raptors in the victory, scoring 21 points, grabbing six rebounds as well. 8 of 13 shooting, and did so on short notice. He found out, he said after the game at about 5 o'clock, at 5.30, that he was going to be starting in place of Serge Ibaka, who was out with flu-like symptoms, and they kind of left the Raptors a little bit thin, right? Yes. Chris Boucher is tall, but slight, and after that, there's not much in the way of bigs. O'Shea Brissett was not technically available today as he was with the 905, despite being with the NBA team. I'm not really sure how that works, but that's Physically cool. here. Yeah, he was here Mentally, in spirit. I yeah. guess he was with the 905. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's the only way that uh, you're able to keep the days from counting on his days tracker for yes. his two-way. It's like, oh no, his brain is in Mississauga. Yeah, exactly. Person is there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rondé played center against Carl Anthony Towns, which coming into the game seemed like maybe that was going to be a problem. It worked. 
worked. And it worked. Yeah. It worked really well. It and it was really fun well. to see Rondé have himself a nice game. He was great after the game, yeah. uh, talking about how he was actually measured at 6'4 and 3 quarters at the Combine. So, man, him up against a 7-footer is pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. He, you know, defended his ass off. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. held up as a single post defender quite a bit. You know, he was always there, uh, helped by extra double teamers and stuff like that. And the Raptors did a very good job of limiting Towns. He was only 5 of 13 in this game. It was D'Angelo Russell who kind of was really good early on. And really, the entire team was just, like, bombing threes from all over the place in the first half. And the Raptors were just sort of allowing them those opportunities because they were turning the ball over at an incredible rate. At the same rate that Mike James puts the ball in the hole, they were giving the ball over to the Timberwolves. In the first half, the Raptors missed 13 shots from the field, and they had 14 turnovers. Well, Which is crazy. But then, like, I was looking at fast break points in, like, the third. And yeah. I'm like, oh, the Raptors are at 33. Yeah. But then I was like, that's because no one was playing defense for the first entire half of the game. No, neither side was playing defense uh-uh. at all. Um, you know, the Raptors tried. I think they were kind of... They, they were... I think overhelping a little bit, sending too many people to the rim because of the lack of size and sort of crashing the glass, and that opened up a lot of shooters. There were a lot of open D'Angelo Russell threes after, like, Josh Akogi drives that they sent too many people towards. Um, You had, like, Jarrett Culver came in and did some nice things off the bench for them. But ultimately, the Raptors did the thing where they are better than the other team and uh, had a really, really nice second half. They scored over 30 points in every single quarter in this game as well. And just, like, crazy efficient across the board. OG with 25 points. Was this a career high for him? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So 25 for OG on 10 of 13. You had Siakam with 34 on 14 of 21. Rondé with the 21 on 8 of 13. Uh, and Lowry also had 27 on 9 of 16. So incredibly efficient across the board. And they shoot 57% on the night. I don't know. What did you see from the... I mean, I, what did you see from the Timberwolves defense? <laughs> that would imply that there was a Timberwolves defense to see anything from. There wasn't... It wasn't really. Like, they weren't actually playing defense at all. No. I think where they made up for it was with their shooting. Yeah. You know, and the like, Raptors just, like, handing them the ball intermittently. Yeah. Like, they had five guys in double digits. So... Yeah. That was actually surprising to look at. But, again, that's just because the Raptors kind of let them get away with it early on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like, not really... Like, I don't know, James Johnson at points was just, like, around and big. Yeah, but not hit, like, two threes in a row. Yeah. Well, he was shooting, like, decently, but in terms of, like, defense. Oh, yeah. Not really. Yeah. Who got, kick, like, flying kicked? Flying kicked? Yeah, did you see that? I didn't, I don't think I recall this. Was it Boucher, like, did he, did Boucher get kicked? Or did oh, he kick yeah, <laughs> there was some kicking going on. There was lots of kicking as the smalls on the Raptors were trying to jump <laughs> over the larges. Uh, and, yeah, it was just, I, I think our friend Joe Wolfond tweeted this in the first quarter. Kyle Lowry has more basketball IQ in his left ass cheek than the entire Minnesota Timberwolves team does. And, look, in fairness, it was their first game together. That uh, It makes sense, I guess. They completely changed their team. They're like half new in the last week or so, and it's all very fresh and new. At the same time, I don't think you can expect a lot of improvement on defense from a team that's going to be anchored around D'Angelo Russell, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh-huh. And the Raptors exploited that a lot. They, you know, There were a few times where Towns got into that sort of Jonas Valanciunas issue that he used to have where he would not come up to high enough on the shooter but he wouldn't fall back far enough to tag the roller and he just stand there in no man's land just arms up like oh how are they gonna score on me now far or close this is crazy <laughs> um so that was basically the story of the wolves they they just there was no resistance whatsoever the entire game 
And the Raptors yeah. pulled away as a result, as I think most people kind of expected in the building, even with the small lineup. I mean, just, I was it felt of, like it was inevitable. I was kind of surprised because I thought this would have been a game where the Raptors sort of took it decisively early. Mm. Um, you know, when they caught up and were like actually winning, yeah, like to close out the half and like to start the third. I wasn't ever worried. I was just kind of surprised, and you knew it had to be the point when like Toronto dug in. It was going to be like when one team dug in defensively. Yeah, it was Toronto because I cu- I couldn't actually see it being. No, the they don't have the capability don't think to they do actually that. Know how. <laughs> no. Um, so it would have just like we still stayed like a high flying, like offensive party, <laughs> uh, unless someone did something. Which I'm glad the Raptors did because like that's tiring, right? Like yeah. that's a really tiring way to play, and they'd already been looking so tired in the last game, uh, you know. And they've got like they still got one more to go. Yeah. Um, to like close out before the break and like. That, it was the Nets team that they looked so tired against. So now, like, going up against them on Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, on Wednesday. Um, I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad that they kind of pumped the brakes on this one a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go balls to the wall in every no. game, especially when it's a team like the Wolves that does not require you to do so yeah. in order to beat them. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, I, I mean, look, man, the, the Wolves are going to be a very good offensive team, I think. Like, the the Russell Towns pick and roll was really effective late in the game, and Towns kind of got going a little bit um, before getting some threes canned on his head and uh, getting mad about it uh, as well. But yeah, it, like there's not a whole lot to analyze from this game, really. Just the Raptors played really, really well. They rebounded over their heads. OG in particular was amazing on the glass. Yeah. Uh, Kyle hit the glass pretty hard in this one, too. He had seven boards, second on the team, as Kyle Lowry is wont to do. Took a couple charges. He dodged foul trouble after picking up his fourth in the third quarter. There yeah. were a couple times where yeah. he was really smart about like not putting his hands up and just kind of giving up a bucket when it was a lost cause. And then a really great challenge by Nick Nurse in the fourth quarter. What a challenge. He's good at the challenges now. He's, good at the He's challenge. figured it out. But he did say, I wish there were. Did he? Was he like, it could be 100. Oh, yeah, someone asked 100 if. 100 in a game, maximum. Yeah, someone asked <laughs> after the game if. Uh, nurse thinks you should keep your challenge if you get one correct, similar to the way they do it in baseball. Yeah. And he said, yes, up to 100. <laughs> we didn't need more challenges in this game tonight. So it took good. way too goddamn long. I do want to talk about OG for a minute. Yeah. Because I think the way that he was playing tonight is kind of the way that I feel like I'm always waiting for him to play that way. Like, to be super aggressive, really flashy, use his athleticism um, for good, mm-hmm. to wreak evil mm. on other teams because those were great dunks like they weren't like the one where he who passed it to him early and he was like behind the backboard yeah the first dunk and then he made it uh he had like a breakaway dunk too um he's just like he seems the most confident in himself when he's playing that way and then that builds on mm-hmm. that confidence gets built on the more he does it i mean he was getting a lot of like he was getting they were getting the ball to him a lot, which yeah. was good, because I guess they could sense he was on a roll. But 
I don't actually know. Like, this is one of those weird things that you can't say, like, oh, what would it take for him to play like this all the time? Yeah. Because, I don't know. <laughs> the Wolves' defense? <laughs> well, he doesn't know, right? Because yeah. he's been in games similar to this one where, you know, there have been opportunities. Mm-hmm. But, it, like, I, I want to figure out a more consistent way. I don't want to figure it out personally because I'm not the coach. <laughs> I want for the Raptors to figure out a more consistent way to light that kind of spark under OG. Yeah, he kind of did all the things he does well in this game, mm-hmm. right? Like, he is a really powerful driver. He had a couple of those just, like, drives where just dudes just bounce off of him because he's the strongest person on the floor. Yeah. He had a couple pull-up threes, which was really fun. One, which was, like, a great relocate in the corner, which didn't even seem necessary. There wasn't even someone close to him, and he was just like, let's see if I can pull this bad boy up, and yeah. he did. <laughs> uh, there was another pull-up a little bit uh, earlier in the game as well. And, I mean, the rebounding, I think, has been... One of the biggest changes in his game this season, he was kind of always like a bit of a a timid rebounder and not really sort of mixing it up in that regard. But now he's just kind of using his brute strength and, you know, him being the tallest player on the floor minus Siakam for the Raptors in this one to, you know, really contribute on that end. And it helps them stay small. It helps them survive when they're like this because the gang rebounding thing works when you have someone who's able to grab all those boards for you. And so that was great to see. Um, I mean, there's not. A, I mean, the bench wasn't very good in this game. No, not super great. Although Patrick McCaw hit a three, and that McCaw was a big dagger three. Had he had two threes, I think. He missed he? one. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but he was doing like he was doing some other stuff. Yeah. I think I figured it out with Patrick McCaw. He just likes to bounce. Like he just likes to <laughs> jump around because he had a lot of these like moves where he would kind of like he'd get it instead of just passing he doesn't just pass normally he like yeah. jumps and passes yeah and like flails to the side like a spring but it seems to make him really happy <laughs> so if that's what it takes to like you know uh wind him up so to speak they yeah. should do it <laughs> this was also a very weird uh pascal siakam game in that yeah. he had a very very efficient 34 points on six of eight from downtown mm-hmm. 14 to 21 but he kind of felt drunk at times in this game. He had, like, three turnovers. There was, like, one possession. It was so stupid. And this was part of the very dumb stretch of this game in the third quarter when things got super dumb and super fun because none of it made sense and all these, like, broken-ass possessions yeah. ended up in beautiful, <laughs> wide-open threes. This was one of them. So Pascal's posting up on Towns, I believe, or Hernan Gomez. And Rondé's, like, standing too close to the basket. And he's, like, screaming at Rondé, clear out, clear out, clear out. Rondé's not hearing him. He's just like, I'm here. I'm in the dunker spot. I'm Rondé. I'm ready to dunk. And <laughs> Pascal just, like, kept going. And then he kind of got distracted by waving off Rondé to the point that he almost lost the ball. Lost it through his legs. Had to, like, recover oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then he, like, kicked it back up. There was another, like, tip ball and more and more of a deflection. And then somehow Siakam's relocated all the way to the right corner. <laughs> and he's got, like, a beautiful, crisp, open look that he knocks down. Um, very strange game for, for Pascal. I didn't think he took advantage enough of, like, the Hernan Gomez matchup, which is the typical kind of matchup. Yeah. Like, sort of slower European It looked European like he w- was kind of working him, yeah. weirdly. And, like, it made me kind of do a double take because to be like, who is that? Yeah. Because um, he usually makes him look kind of small yeah like guys like that like not really look as impressive or like as long like at one point i was like how long are wancho's arms yeah not that long (laughs) but he was like doing some real reaching reach in and reach reach over stuff um what was i gonna say oh pascal did say he was happy after the game he said he was happy because he was he made some shots. Yeah, and it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, also, 
I thought in this one, and this was sort of an extension of what we saw in the Pacers matchup where Malcolm Brogdon did a pretty good job on him. I thought mm-hmm. like Josh Okogie and Malik Beasley had a couple of possessions where they kind of ran him off his spots. James mm-hmm. Johnson as well, which is a little weird. Normally he will sort of bully those smaller people into dust, yeah. but um, it's been a strange little run here for Pascal. I, know, I mean, he seemed pretty relieved to hit some shots. He's not been shooting terribly well of late. Uh, his efficiency has not been great. He's not been hitting his threes, so... I think um, he's aware of it. Yeah, and, like, the Wolves are, like, the Robitussin of teams. If you're not g- going super well, sponsor the podcast Robitussin. Uh, you know, just take a little swig of that and take a swig of the Wolves' defense, and bam, you're back to yeah. being 14 of 21. Yeah. Um, very I think, cool. like, going into All-Star will be good for him, and then a bit of a break after. The whole team needs All-Star. Yeah, they do. Just, like, everyone yeah. is trying so hard all the time. Yeah. Rondé said after the game, you know, I think Bruce Arthur asked him, like, where does he feel it when he's guarding a seven-footer? He's like, everywhere. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, His there's a lot a of, bucket yeah, there's a just, bucket. <laughs> it's been a lot of, like, flying around being maniacs for yeah. this team of late, and yeah. I would like to see them dial it back a little bit. I mean, I like Hopefully at some point. I like it, so yeah. I feel spoiled because I like this kind of Raptors basketball. I like to see them flying around and moving and, like, working, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, and I do think, like, you know, I love the streak. We all want to keep the streak going, but there's, like, almost a natural break with the All-Star break. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I need it, too. Um, of, like, a buffer... So, like, if they don't, God forbid, if the streak ends, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's just like a start of the second half of the season, officially, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I also mean that could go back to, like, some of the players like Siakam, uh, like OG, who need to play a little bit more consistently. Yeah. That could be, like, a good starting just take some time yeah. have a few drinks at all-star go on vacation, go on vacation. is go on there vacation. a is there a all-star vacation watch it might just have to be in basketball feelings because mm. i'm exclusive this okay. month that's right to raptors.com that is damn right uh i don't think <laughs> i mean that's not it's not pure raptors content if all the raptors go on vacation maybe I'm excited for Raptors <laughs> fall vacation. Fall? Winter. It's the winter. It's the winter. I don't know the seasons. It's the winter. It's all just cold and sad. The all-star break. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else in this game? The, the really. I mean, the streak is awesome. And I was about to say, they're like... They're playing like maniacs right now. Maybe it's not like great for the long-term viability of the health and the limbs of everybody. Mm. But at the same time, it kicks ass. So they're winning all these games. And it's super fun. And they and seem happy. Ride it out. Yeah. They seem very yeah they seem tired as yeah. well and like probably sore but they're all like they're also level about it yeah but there is this kind of like well we did another one and then like oh what did it take i don't know we did just some fig- stuff <laughs> we just figured it out out there yeah. and i really like that i really like that kind of confidence um and like that part feels like, incredibly sustainable because you know that part is like that's been built on, like, unfortunately, the necessity of having all these injuries and have this, like, next man up mentality yeah. that they've been playing. Um, so that's going to carry through all the way to, like, the end of the season and the postseason. Uh, and they're going to have that forever, even when they do get a little bit of a breather and they get guys back healthy. So I think, like, there's a lot there's a lot that this run has, like, helped to build mm-hmm. more than just, like, a, a winning record. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Totally. And I think Nurse said this as well. Like, usually you can kind of get into a bit of a malaise before the All-Star break. Everyone's mm-hmm. kind of looking ahead to All-Star. And he said the streaks kind of helped keep them on task a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, they really do seem like they're having so much fun. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes with, like, long winning streaks, people can kind of get caught up in the history of it all and sort of, you know, the the urgency of, like, winning that game to extend the streak. They don't seem that worried about it. They no. just kind of seem like they, yeah, no, we're going to go win this game against this shit team and continue the streak. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, hey, maybe, like, the stress will kick in if they extend it past the All-Star break and you get closer to that Bucks game near the end of the month, which might be sort of a... Uh, very interesting measuring stick game, considering yeah. the easy schedule they've had for most of this stretch, and then that game just kind of appears after a game against, like, the Suns. And so maybe that's when it kicks in, but it, it does just seem like they're very, very at ease right now. Kyle before the game getting presented with the All-Star jersey with Pascal in oh, some of just, like, the most adorable, <laughs> like, showmanship we've ever seen from Kyle. He just he, he did a heart uh, to the camera earlier. There was a great gift that was sent out there. Right. He just seems like, I mean, Kyle in particular seems like as chill as he's ever been. Yeah. And that's lovely. Yeah. And to, this team just continues to be a goddamn treat. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, Raptors fans are justifiably just like taking all the victory laps and mm-hmm. dancing on the graves of all these teams that they beat up on. And it's lovely and beautiful and they should be doing that. And it should continue uh, deep into this season until they can no longer call themselves defending champions. And hey, maybe that's not until for another year and three months or whatever it is, because considering the way they've played, it's just been a, an absolute ride. And the, the streak, I think, is going to go down as one of the most sort of fun touchstone memories for Raptors fans from this era, I think. Mm-hmm. And like the unexpectedness of it all, considering that they were kind of going through it with all the injuries before... They rattled off all these wins, and I, mean, I think they're going to beat the Nets on Wednesday. Why wouldn't they? The Nets suck. What a fun way to get yourself through the saddest part of winter. There have well. been no dog days. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's like when that Hawks team won every game in January one year, except it's not the Hawks. They're actually cool and good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what a nice way for all of us to not get seasonal depression. That's <laughs> yeah, still kind of kicked in for me. Uh, that's fine. Um... <laughs> Any parting shots here? The bench Not wasn't really. very good. Terrence Davis kind of had a weird game. Yeah. Um, you know, McCaw still played 26 minutes despite not being terribly good. Boucher had a rough game. But the starters were great. That was fun. That, it was a good game. The starters were great. It was fun. My grandma got a Fred Van Vliet jersey before the game. She was yeah, very happy. That's really beautiful. <laughs> uh, the Wolves coach is just 25 years old. Yeah, he's uh, younger than most of the players on the team. I think he's 31, but yeah. he's... Uh, so he's younger than one of the players on the team. He's a young man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we could end up that. No. The Wolves are coached by a boy, which maybe tells you. Boston's you child coach is not the only child coach in the league anymore. Yeah. How old is Boston's child coach? I don't know how old Brad he, is. He could be 60, and I would kind of believe it. a little bit of a vampire. Like, maybe he's, like, 55, mm. 50. 
Let's see. Let's see. Let's Brad see. Stevens. How old? Forty three. Yeah, it's kind oh of. Oh my surprising. god! I have the same birthday. No way. It's Brad Stevens. How does it feel to have your birthday ruined? Oh no! It's okay. My birthday. Do you know who I share a birthday with? Who? Andrea Bargnani, and also Hillary Clinton. Rough, rough day. Mine are mostly good. <laughs> um, they were until now. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, nice. Um, Daniel Boone. Who's that? The historic, uh, the historic like pioneer. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and sorry, who, who? Oh, Brad Stevens. Yeah, I'm sorry you have the same birthday as him. That's a bummer. Fucking Stevens. Brad. This can't be right. No, we can leave it there while you. While I've spiraled into that seasonal depression that I just said Your Stevensal depression? Oh, no. Goodbye. (laughs) It's almost as bad as the reply to your tweet tonight with Patrick McCaw dancing, and I called it the Nut McCaw record. It works better on paper. That was was a a real low point. 100%. Look, this game had a lot of downtime. I had to throw dumb tweets out there. Usually I'll do that when the game doesn't have downtime. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Good Lord. What have we done? The Wolves <laughs> gave us nothing tangible to talk about except for Rondé Hollis Jefferson whipping ass as a center. That was fun. Uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday. We will probably do a post game episode after the Nets game, and then we will tee up some all-star stuff later in the week. That should be a lot of fun. Maybe I'll invite Katie back on to tee up all-star. Oh, you're going to be traveling. Never mind. I'll get someone else to do all-star stuff with me. I could call in from all-star. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's going to be at all-star. Make sure you're reading all of Katie's stuff at rappers.com this month. Uh, anything else you got to plug? Dishes and dimes. Dishes and dimes. Basketball like, feelings. Subscribe, rate, review. I can finally yeah! say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The words that we all say, even though we don't know what they mean or do. Thanks, everybody, for ratings and reviews already. Yeah. We have a few. It's, like, been a real pleasure and a surprise to see that. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, basketball feelings, as always, where I'm sure I'll be dropping some real, like, more lunacy that is not safe for uh, mandated sites uh, from All-Star. What am I trying to say? I don't don't know what you're trying to say, but I'm excited for it. And (laughs) I am excited for someone to try to do a plain dunk. Even more than now. Yes. Yeah. 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 A lot of dunk contest reactions. You're pro like props and weirdness in the dunk contest, right? You're not like one of these purists. No. Yeah. I love everything, everything about the dunk contest. One of my favorite dunks ever is Jeremy Evans jumping over a painting of himself and unveiling it. Like what a good, what such a good idea. A painting of him dunking. Yeah. A painting of him doing the dunk. Yeah. He he, also lost that dunk contest to our friend Terrence Ross. That's probably one of my favorite dunks of all time. It was a pretty good dunk. And then the one who, I don't know who it was, who blew out the birthday Gerald Green. Yeah. That's also Also one that people don't like for some reason, even though it's great. I love that one. I know, it rules. Simple. Same with, you know, (laughs) Dwight Howard will be in the dunk contest this year, which is weird. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to go anti-prop, which I don't like. No, because like his, his heyday was like, the Superman uh, phone booth. The sticker was the best. Yeah. That was a very underrated dunk as well. Yeah. More props. I hope he goes full props. John Collins, please inspire the <laughs> masses this year and try to get someone to fix the Wright Brothers dunk. <laughs> Do it in, in uh, honor of O'Hare Airport, the place everybody loves. Oh, yeah. 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 Do something with the bean. <laughs> Do something with the shiny bean. The bean dunk. <laughs>
All right, we need to get a hell out of here. Uh, that's going to do it. Please uh, subscribe to my stuff uh, at wherever you get this podcast. <laughs> Rate, review, all that good stuff. It's much appreciated. Uh, if you're a Locked On sports fan, if you're a sports fan, you have a Locked On show covering your team is what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, so make sure you're subscribing, rating, and reviewing all of that great stuff that we always ask you to do. Not sure if anyone's doing it, but it's much appreciated if you have taken the time. And uh, that's going to do it. We will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.